And so we're going to go into a series called Kingdom Essentials. Okay, Kingdom Essentials. We're going to let you know the fundamentals, the basics of the kingdom. Uh, Divine Generation Church is a church that reveals the truest intentions of God as a father. Now, the whole purpose for everything that the father, everything that you see is because God wants to be a father. This is the message that Jesus preached. A lot of times we try to preach Jesus instead of preach what Jesus said. Okay. We try to do what Jesus did instead of do what Jesus said. If we do what Jesus said, then eventually we will do what Jesus did. Okay. So on today, we will be starting our message or our, 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 our series, Kingdom Essentials. Our first teaching on today is called uh, Abba's Agenda. Abba's Agenda. Jesus continually said in scripture that he only does the will of his father. He only does what his father tells him to do. Jesus constantly said that his meat and drink is to do the will of his father. What was he letting us know in that, Chad? That he didn't have an agenda. Say it over here. What was he letting us know? That he did not have an agenda. Jesus didn't have an agenda. Jesus' agenda was to reveal the Father. Jesus' agenda was to reveal the kingdom. Jesus came with a message. Jesus was an ambassador. Now, the thing, we finna get into some kingdom language. All right? Now, what I do want you guys to do is to start taking notes, okay? Because there's no way that you're going to get this by just listening. There's no way. You'll listen to it, and you'll get about 5% of it, all right? You have to go back and listen to this stuff over and over and over and over again, just like you did music, and that's why you know the song, Okay? Just like you did your favorite movie. You could, you know when they about to say everything they about to say, you said before they say it. Now, the reason I said that is because this is all about your development. Say my development. Okay, coming to church is all about your development. When we taught church 101, the first thing we told you that the reason why you come to church is so you can be conformed to the image of Christ. Why? Because the father predestined that. He predestined that you conform to the image of his son. So the first reason why we come to church is so that we can conform, be conformed to the image of his son. Now, you can't do that yourself. You need a part of the fivefold ministry one and two you need a community oh these people in here gonna conform you oh they gonna conform you they gonna see if there's any love <laughs> they gonna see if there's any patience we gonna see and test if your joy is real we gonna see your faithfulness all of the fruits of the spirit comes right out in the community amen and so we're going to talk about Abba's agenda. Now, in order to talk about Abba's agenda, we have to deal with these three words. They're not up there, but you can write them down. The first one is precepts.
The second one is inception. And the last one is concepts. Now, the reason why we have to deal with these three words, okay, because we need to know the mind of our heavenly father. We need to know the mind of our heavenly father. We need to know Abba's agenda. You don't need to know the pastor's agenda. You don't need to know the prophet's agenda. You don't even need to know the church agenda. You need to know Abba's agenda. We need to know what is the plan of our heavenly father. Why in the world did you do all of this? We need to know. So precepts will help us to understand that. If you look in the scriptures, in the book, especially in the book of Psalms, you see David talk about how much he loved God's precepts. How he studied his precepts, how he followed his precepts. Now, precepts are broken down into two words. Pre is the prefix and sept is the word. Now, pre means before, but sept means taken. So a precept is something that is taken beforehand. A precept is something that is taken beforehand. It is, it is, if you're going to know the precepts of God or the precepts of our father, you have to find out what he said before he opened his mouth. And the only way to do that is to study the scriptures. You have to study the scriptures. I'm going to give you some, some valuable information right now. Anything that starts, any teaching, that, that we get from this Bible, it has to start in Genesis and go from Genesis all the way to Revelations. Now, one of my favorite preachers, teachers was Miles Monroe. How many of y'all know he taught the kingdom? Okay, Miles Monroe taught the kingdom. He was the one that pulled me out of religion. My father gave me 40 CDs of Miles Monroe. At the time, I was apostolic Pentecostal. I was on my way to Chicago from Louisiana, which was a 14-hour drive. I listened to those CDs for 14 straight hours. By the time I got from Chicago to Louisiana, I was no longer apostolic. I was done with religion. My mind was made up because why? I had find a purpose. I found a purpose why he did this. And when I found the purpose why he did this, I had to leave my denominational allegiance. So precepts are things that you take beforehand. Okay, we want to see his mind before he opened his mouth. That's why you see so many scriptures in the Bible that talks about being foreordained, being ordained, being predestined. Because we need to know what was his intentions before he opened his mouth which means we need to understand his mind his big idea his great plan Chad for why he did this so because of that we have to go to the inception of scripture inception just means to take something from the beginning that's why I just told you you cannot find if you can't find it in Genesis then you should not it should not be a, a, a doctrine 
If you can't, let me say that, say that again the right way. If you cannot find it in Genesis, it should not be the thing that catalysts the move of God. Now, the reason why we need to focus on precepts and inceptions, the inception of the word is because we are in a time where people are only dealing with concepts. We are in a time where people are only dealing with concepts. Now, con, the word con means to thoroughly. All right. And so a concept is something that is thoroughly taken. It's something that has been studied, broken down and then handed to you. But anytime somebody comes to you with a concept, okay, for instance, I came from the apostolic denomination. The apostolic denomination starts at the book of Acts. God did not start, God is not for denomination. Denomination came about because there was, because the move of God had to develop. And every time a wave came or every time a move came, what we began to do was adopt concepts. So the, so the apostolic movement started and we adopted the app, what the apostolics were saying. Then the Pentecostals. And so we adopted what the Pentecostal was saying. Then the church of God in Christ. And so we adopt what the church of God of Christ is saying. The word of faith. Then we adopt what the word of faith is saying. The Bible does not start with faith. It starts with a plan from our heavenly father. Amen. Now, if you don't get the right precept. Okay. You will miss. The concept, which is a what? Misconception. If we don't get the proper precepts, if we don't understand the mind, the mind, that's why I continually tell you guys that the whole purpose of our heavenly father doing this, Chad, is so because he wanted to be a father. He didn't want a religion. He didn't want a bunch of people coming together, just clapping their hands, stumping their feet. That's not what he wanted. He wanted to be a father. He wanted to raise us. He wanted to develop us. He wanted to mold us, to shape us. He wanted us to be like him. So the the precept of our heavenly father, the precepts of our heavenly father deals with his mind of wanting to be a father first. That's why the title of the teaching is Abba's agenda. I didn't say God's agenda. I said Abba's agenda. The reason why it's Abba's agenda, Manushka, is because he wants to be a father. I know you've heard it several times. I know I'm going to say it again and again. Okay, because the, 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 the thing about it is this is how denomination started. Denomination started because we did not know him as a father. And so now we are so far down the line. We have 100. You know how many denominations we have? We have like 350 denominations. And you wonder why people say they atheists. You can't believe in all that. What are we going to go with? The Mormons? What are we going to go with? Come on, where, where we at? The Lutherans? The Baptists? No, we need to know what the Father's agenda is. Because, watch this. If the teaching is not taking you into relationship, it's taking you into religion. If the teaching is not taking you into relationship, it is taking you into religion. And so in order for you to get the precepts of a thing or the truth of a thing, you have to study to find out what is his mind, what is his intentions and why.
Say why? Why did he do this? So what we have to do is we have to start at his original plan. His original plan, his preconceived agenda, his original plan. The root word in original is origin. We have to find out what is his original plan. Abba's agenda, agenda, plan. When you know a person's plan, you know how they feel about you. When you know a person's plan, you know their intentions towards you. When you know a a person's plans, you know their thoughts. He said, look, I know the thoughts I think of you. I know the thoughts I think of you. Your thoughts and my thoughts are not the same. My thoughts are high as the heaven is from the earth. I know the thoughts I think of you. I'm going to say it again because somebody right here, ain't somebody ain't thinking like they should on this morning. I know the thoughts I think of you. Thoughts of peace. To give you an expected end. I have no plans to harm you. I have no plans to mutilate you, to kill you, to dissect you, for you to be poor. I have no plans for that. I know the plan. The word, the, 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 the plan. This is where we get the word logos from. Logos deals with his plan. His plan is what he had before the foundation of the world. The plan was enacted when he said, let there be light. When he created heaven and the earth, the plan was enacted. It begun. But if we want to know what the word of God is, what the truth is, we have to find his mind kingdom before the foundation of the world. And if we want to investigate that, all we have to do is watch this. Look at what Jesus taught. Just look at what Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach faith. He didn't teach healing. He didn't teach deliverance. That wasn't the subject. Jesus came to give us the relationship and to give us the kingdom. What did Jesus come to give us? And the kingdom. He came to give us a relationship and a kingdom. We told you the four pillars of of the teaching of divine generation is relationship, kingdom, church, ministry. The reason why we do it like that is because it is. Until you get the relationship, you can't have the kingdom. So for the last couple years, we've just been talking about the relationship because that is the most valuable asset you can have. That is your faith, Serena. To the degree you know him as Abba, that's your faith. (laughs) Your faith is not in the kingdom, it's in him being the father and giving you the kingdom. Luke chapter 12. Verse 31 and 32. It reads... Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And he will give you everything you need. Verse 32. So don't be afraid, little flock. 
Now, when he's talking about little flock, he's talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about his children. He said, don't be afraid, little flock. For it gives who? Your father. He didn't say my father. He said it gives your father (laughs) great happiness to give you the kingdom. I'm going to read that again. So do not be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom, not to make you earn it, to give it to you. Now, who is saying this? Y'all don't know? Say, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Who is saying it? Who is saying it? Jesus is saying this. Now, why is that significant? Because we need to know the father's plan. And according to Jesus, nobody know the father but him and whoever he introduced him to. So when he speaks this scripture, he's letting you know, he's giving you insight into this is why I came. I came to seek and save that which was lost, meaning I came to retrieve everything that Adam lost. So this scripture in itself, don't be afraid, little flock. Don't be afraid for it gives your father, say my father, great happiness. So it makes, it pleases your father when you know him as a father and you receive his kingdom. Now his kingdom is his household. His kingdom is his ways. His kingdom is his mind. His kingdom is his intentions. That's why he says, seek ye first the kingdom. And his righteousness and everything will be added to you. So the, the, if you, if you want everything the father wants, that if you want everything that the father has for you, you have to seek his household and how to do it. You have to seek his agenda. You have to seek his plan. The father is not overlooking you being disobedient and just giving us stuff. He can't. It will go against his word would make him a liar. And then it would teach us that even in disobedience, we can have what we want from you. I know that's a tough one right there, ain't it? Okay. But the father, this scripture tells us, Renee, that the father wanted children. For he gives your father. <laughs> this scripture tells us that the father wanted children that he could give a kingdom to. So what we're going to do today, and this is going to be short, is we're going to start at the inception of scripture. We're going to start at the beginning, Genesis. Okay, the Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1 that in the beginning, God created heaven and the heavens and the earth. Now, After that, he created a slew of things. But what I want to get down to is to what he created us for and us to have. The title of the teaching is Abba's Agenda. We need to know his agenda. And the more we know his agenda, watch this, we can get rid of our agenda. (laughs) The more we know his agenda, you can lose your agenda. Jesus said, my meat and my drink is to do the will of my father. 
He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our father, which art in heaven. Okay, he ain't on earth. Pray our father who art in heaven. Make your name holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. His agenda. I'm telling you for a reason. So when you wake up in the morning, (laughs) you can focus on his agenda. When you focus on his agenda, that's how you get the blessings. When you focus on your agenda, that's how you get tired <laughs> and weary. So in Genesis 1.26, God said, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. So he was talking to somebody else. Okay, now we know the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now, one thing we do know that the Holy Spirit is not in the image of the Father. Okay, there's no scripture. You find it for me. The Holy Spirit is not in the image of the Father. The Holy Spirit is not in the likeness of the Father. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Image is soul. Likeness is spirit. So he said, let us, talking to Christ, because all things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing exists. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Then it says, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So, let's break this down. He said, let us make, let us make, manufacture, give birth to. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Why? So they can do what we do. (laughs) So they can think like we think. So they can grow to be like us. The difference between man and every other being on earth is, even angels, is that the Father has did not create angels in his image. Angels do not have the capacity to grow as children of God. Angels are in the likeness, meaning they are spirits. But they are not in the image. Image means copy. So you have your soul is a copy of his. Just like when we have children, they have a brain just like us. They got hands just like us. They got feet just like us. They're a copy of us. And they're also human. So we, so we not having children and giving birth to animals. (laughs) We're not giving birth. Women are not giving birth to animals. They're giving birth to humans. Why? Because of likeness. Likeness means to be a like spirit. We are spirits just like our father. We are spirits. We have a soul, but we live in this body. We are spirits. We have a soul, but we live in this body. When you get saved, Christ become your spirit becomes one with Christ. Now, the whole issue of Christianity or being a child is that your soul be developed. Now, your soul needs developed. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit develops our soul. 
the, the Holy, we don't need the Holy Spirit for our spirit. Christ has already sealed that. We have already took that seed in and been born again. That has already been healed. That has already been rescued. That has already been brought into the life of the Father. Now, our soul is what needs to be developed. To be developed. Our mind. He said, have the mind of Christ. Our soul. Our heart. Then he said, they will rule. They will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth. So now, Jesus came to give us two things. The relationship is one, what's the other? A little louder. Like you mean it. Like you want it. Hallelujah. Kingdom breaks down into two words. King means to rule. Dom means domain. So after he made sure that we were his children, the next thing he wanted to do was give us a territory to dominate. So he said, I'm going to create you in my image according to my likeness. I'm going to make you like me, Manushka. I'm going to make it to where you can be developed like me. You can learn to be like me. But then I'm going to give you a kingdom. Now, why does he do this? He's doing this because he's our father. And he's not on earth. He has to give us something to dominate or we can't be like him. He's in heaven. We're on earth. He says, I'm going to rule heaven. I need y'all to rule earth. Y'all don't like this? I know. But you, but you know what? The thing about us teaching this is what's going to happen now is because we, you know, we didn't showered you with the relationship. Yeah, he your father. Yeah, you a child. You a son. You a daughter. But now when we start talking about kingdom, Chad, we get into responsibility. <laughs> We get into responsibility. We get into what you should be doing because of what you have. And so the kingdom is made up of two words. King means rule. Dom means dominion or territory. So the father created us in his image and then he gave us a territory. He said, dominate this territory. Now, we know what happened. Adam lost it. Jesus came to give it back to us. Jesus did not come to give us a denomination. Okay, he didn't even come to give us a worship service. The reason why we worship Renee is so we can become like him. That's why Jesus said the father is seeking worshipers, true worshipers. Jesus didn't say he was seeking worshipers. He didn't even say God was seeking worshipers. He said the true worshipers will worship the Father. Will worship the Father. Meaning the true worshipers, those who are true worshipers, listen to me so you can see if you are a true worshiper. Those who are to become true worshipers will come in front of the pre- will come in the Father's presence with intentions to be developed. With intentions to learn. With intentions to be corrected. To be molded. I know we said, I am the clay, you are the potter. It sounds good coming out your mouth. But when he started shifting and molding and shaping, it gets difficult. And so in verse 27, 
He says, it says, so God created man in his own image. Come on. He created him in the image of God. Kirby made us just like him. Just like him. Then it said, something I'll teach at a deeper level. Okay. He created them, male and female. So he created them, put them in Adam, and then he extracted the female when he laid Eve down. That's another deeper teaching. But he created them. He put the feminine and the masculine in Adam. But then he retrieved it when he created Eve. Because man should not be alone. (laughs) Come on, he said that from heaven. (laughs) Come on, clap. He said that from heaven. Man shall not be alone. We just make mistakes. But the reason, one of the reasons why we should not be alone is because we are very, we, men are very masculine and we need the feminine side. Okay. We need the feminine side to bring us to a place of love, just like the woman needs the masculine side for direction to control emotions. So we need the feminine to control the strength of a man. Y'all break us down. Y'all do. But, but we need y'all so we're not always masculine. We need some emotion sometimes. Amen. Let's continue the teaching. Mm, okay. I, I'll be noticing sometimes. Y'all clap. <laughs> when we get to Eve, now I want you to clap. No, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. We're not going to talk about Eve today. So, in 26, we had, in verse 26, we have the Father creating us in his image and giving us an assignment. Then we see it confirmed again that he did create us like him, just like he planned in verse 26. Verse 28, it says, God blessed them. Which means he gave them divine favor and grace. He blessed them. And God said to them, be. Be. Don't try. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Rule. The fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. So we see that we created in this image. We see that we have an assignment to dominate the earth. We see that he followed up and he really created us like him. Then he blessed us. He gave us divine favor. He gave us grace so that we can accomplish the things he called us to do. Then he said, be fruitful, which means plant a seed, take root, grow, increase. Watch this. Become a branch. Before we were branches to Christ, we were branches to Adam. That's why when Adam fell, we couldn't disconnect ourselves until Jesus came. That's why Jesus said, I am the true vine, the incorruptible vine. Then he said, multiply, mean constantly increase to become greater. Then he said, replenish or fill, which means to occupy something that was once empty. 
So he wanted us all over the earth. He wanted us having kids. He wanted us to become great. Then he said subdue, which means keep this territory quiet by authority. Then he says, rule, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. It's funny when I first heard Miles Monroe teach this. He, he says, so we should be able to fast. Shouldn't be no chicken getting in your way. Because he said, rule the birds. <laughs> rule that catfish. You ain't got to fast. You ain't got to fry today. It'll be there next week. And so we're talking about Abba's agenda. Psalms 115 and 15. It says, may you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So he created it, right? Since he created, he can decide what he wants to do with it, right? Verse 16 says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he gave to who? The human race. The earth he gave to the human race. So he said, the heavens belong to him. Don't worry about what's going on up in heaven. It ain't none of your business. Your responsibility is what? earth so earth Renee is the responsibility that was given to us that's why we have to stop with the reactive prayers we should be proactively praying for earth why because this is our assignment but this is where religion has taken the earth out of our hands and instead of us coming here and with a plan to dominate earth, our plans is let's get to heaven. Let's go to heaven. And this is the thing. This is the mark of religion. I'll say this again, okay? The the, the marks of religion is first, they have no priests, they have no precepts. They don't know the mind of the father. You can never find the teaching of religion in Genesis. You never find it in Genesis. It always starts in a part of the Bible. But the other thing about religion is this, Chad, that once religion has hit its maximum capacity and they can't go no further, the next thing is, let's get you to heaven. We can't teach you to dominate the planet. And the reason why we can't teach you to dominate the planet because the planet was given to children. But we don't know that you're a child. We're not teaching you that you're a child. We're teaching you that you're a servant of the Lord. We're teaching you that you are called down here to work the works of the Lord and then one day you will go to the by and by and you escape all of the suffering. But that ain't what the scripture said. He created us in his image according to his likeness and said rule. (laughs) Dominate. He didn't create us in his image according to his likeness and said, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to bring y'all up here to me. It's not in the plan. It's not in the plan, but that's what religion does. When it runs out of ideas, when it hits a wall, let's get you to heaven. Let's give it prayer for heaven. 
let's work down here so that we can get ready for heaven. Or Jesus is on his way back. When religion runs into a wall, the next thing they can say is Jesus coming. Why? Because you ain't got nothing else to teach. Jesus is not on his way back. He is eventually, but the reason why he's not because the body of Christ is too immature. It's too immature. You look in the landscape of church. I've been in this over 20 years and I've never met a son of God, an authentic son of God. In all the ministries I've been through, I've never ran into an authentic son of God. I've never ran into a preacher that even preached it, that even taught it. When I was in Nigeria, Bishop Oyepo kept saying that you can never possess what has not been preached. You can never possess what's not been preached. If the church is not teaching sonship, teaching you that you're a child, that you are a son, and that you are a daughter, you're not developing in the area. And if you're not being taught that, you can't be taught to dominate. Or what happens is we try to teach the church to dominate as church members. But the scripture says that the earth belongs to us. Jesus said in his prayer, praying to the father, don't take him out the world. Jesus said, don't take him out the world. Leave him right there. All the work is here. It's the equivalent of you going to work and just watching the clock. I'll be off in a little bit. The problem is you ain't getting nothing done because you can't wait to do. You can't do nothing but wait to go home. <laughs> you ain't getting none of copy. Trust me, the boss mad. The boss upset. You about to get fired. Because you're ready to go home. And this is what is wrong with the church. We're ready to get home. We're ready for our reward in heaven. But the assignment is here. He said, let his kingdom come. His will be done in earth just like it is in heaven. Which means we got to get to know the one in heaven. Which means that we have to take responsibility for what he called us to do. We have a responsibility and our responsibility is earth. So we have to seek. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. (laughs) We pray so we can understand what do you want me to do here today? So the scripture tells us that the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the human race. Could you fix my mic for me? Our next scripture. Psalms chapter 8 verses 1 through 6. I'm almost done. I just want you to understand his agenda. Okay? Because... If you don't understand his agenda, I hate to say it this way, but your faith is fake. It's false. Okay, because if you believe that he has called us to do something that he has not called us to do, and you're busy doing what he has not called us to do, that makes you out the wheel. Can't say it no better than that. 
That's why you have to understand his precepts. We have to understand the mind. That's why the Bible constantly tells us, Mother Mary, that we have to have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? I only do what the Father tells me to do. What is the mind of Christ? My meat, and, my meat and my drink is to do the will of the Father. This is the mind of Christ. But this ain't what's being taught to us. One, one brother said he didn't have no problem with my teacher until I said we were like Jesus. Then he had a problem. He don't understand the plan and he don't understand the plan because his pastor don't understand the plan. So Psalms chapter eight, verse one, it says to the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a Psalm of David. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Out the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3. When I consider your heavens. mm, Not our heavens. (laughs) When I consider your heavens. The work of your finger, meaning power. That's why we got that fingerprint. His finger. When I consider your finger, not ours, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. Now, to ordain means to be, to prearrange unalterably. Meaning he put this and can't nobody change it. When he told, uh, who is it, Joshua? That he ordained him as a prophet from his mother's womb. That meant that nobody could change that. Meaning Moses couldn't make him a deacon. I ordained you as a prophet over the nations. That's what I called you to be. So nobody can change that. Ordained means to prearrange something, means that this was decided beforehand. This was decided before you were created, before you were even born. Verse four, he says, and this is funny. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Here we go. You have made him a little lower than the angels. That word angels is the word Elohim, meaning God. It says, and you have crowned him. Now, who's doing all the who's doing the making? Our father. Who's doing the crowning? Our father. Now, when someone is crowned, that is the last stage of being exalted. (laughs) That is the last stage of exalted, of being exalted, is when you are crowned. Kings, princes get the robe before they get the crown. That's why when the uh, son came home, the prodigal son came home, he got the robe, he got the ring, he got the sandals, but he didn't give him a crown. You have to earn the crown. So it says that, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made him to do what? Come on, y'all talk talk about it. Come on. You have made 
You have made him to have dominions. Why were we created? To have dominion. The tools of, of him giving us his soul, the tools of him giving us his strength, his kingdom, his Holy Spirit, his angels are all to dominate, to have dominion over the works of his hand, which is everything that he said from Genesis 1 to Genesis 25, the works of his hand. And he says, you have put all things under his feet. So he put the things under our feet. He gave us dominion. He put the things under our feet. He gave us dominion. Now, why am I constantly saying that? Because this is his agenda. And this is why the church is off right now. This is why we are off because we are not in his agenda. We want to work, earn money. We want to live the, the greatest life we can. But we're not focused on his agenda. That's why when you call a prayer call, that's <laughs> why so when you call a prayer call, people think it's optional. <laughs> that's why when you call a fast, <laughs> people think it's optional. Why? Because they have their own agenda. I got something I got to do. Well, when do we get to the place where we do what he has called us to do? Our agenda has to become his agenda in order for us to be in his will. He put all things under our feet, which means everything is supposed to be subject to us. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13. And this is, this is a reason why it's hard to get people in the church faithfully. But it's also a reason why people are not coming to church. Okay? So it's hard to get people in the church faithfully because they don't want to give their will over. And also at the same time, most, well, I ain't going to say most, and I'm going to stop. I need, okay, let me, let me get that. Some ministries are not teaching what his will is. His will is not for y'all to serve me. Okay? This church is his will. We're trying to do his will. This We established this church so we can do his agenda in earth. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13, just constant confirmation, okay? Because this is all I want to do today. I want to get it down in your soul what Abba's agenda is. It says, then some children were brought to him so that he might lay hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked him. I wonder why they did that. But Jesus said, let the children alone. And do not hinder them from coming to me. <laughs> For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. 
Now, we didn't walk through the whole thing. We didn't showed you that you were created in this image according to his likeness, and he told you to dominate. Not only did he tell you to dominate, he told you what to dominate over. He said rule over the earth. He told us to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, to replenish, and to rule, to dominate, have dominion. Then he said the highest heavens belong to me, but the earth I've given to y'all. Then the scripture said that he put us over the workers of his hand. He made us like him intentionally. This is all intentional. This is his agenda. Then you have here Jesus telling that, look, the kingdom of heaven belongs to these people. It belongs to us. Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. This is why Jesus had a problem with the Pharisees, with the scribes. With the Sadducees, because they were trying to keep people out of the kingdom. They thought they were doing the right thing by introducing the law to them. But by them introducing the law to them without understanding his precepts. <laughs> Jesus said, y'all prevent people from going into the kingdom and y'all ain't going in yourself. <laughs> he said, unless your faithfulness exceeds that of the Pharisees. You will no way see, see the kingdom of heaven. Now, why is this important? Because I'm going to introduce something to you as I close. I'm going to introduce something to you. Uh, uh, something that we're going to talk about consistently. And it is this, this, this term, spiritual, natural, spiritual. Say spiritual, natural, spiritual. Okay, now, the reason why we're doing this is because you have to understand the father's plan was first spiritual. Because Adam failed, it went natural. Because Adam lost spiritual life. He lost the ability to enter into the relationship. So everything in the Old Testament was a broken plan. Everything in the, in the Old Testament, was it was not spiritual. It was natural. And Jesus came to bring us back into the spiritual. So you have spiritual, natural, spiritual. You have the father creating Adam in his image according to his likeness and Adam being a child of God birthed by him. Adam falls. We enter into the Old Testament. Which, by the way, y'all, is plan B. Jesus was plan B. Jesus was not plan A. That's why he said, don't pray to me. Pray to the Father. It's the Father's plan. That's why Jesus did not say worship him. Why are we constantly worshiping Jesus? I know that's sacrilegious in, in the eyes of religious folks. Jesus did not tell us to worship him. His, he said, worship the Father. Why did he say that? Because he wasn't a part of the original plan. He was to get the original plan back. He was the ransom, the propitiation. Propitiation. He wasn't a part of the original plan. <laughs> he was, he came because Adam first messed up, because Adam destroyed the original plan. He was in the wings waiting, and the father said, if, if, if they don't get it right, I'm sending you. That's why you have the first Adam, and then you have the Watch this. The last. I ain't sending no more Adams. Y'all mess this one up. You can go to hell. 
<laughs> you mess this up, you can go to hell. Because I don't have nothing else for you. So we're spiritual, natural, spiritual. Say that again. So we started in the spiritual. We lost the spiritual. Now, the, all of the Old Testament was in the natural. That's why we don't glean back to that. That's why now everything you see Jesus come talk about and you see Paul talk about is renew. Renew means to bring back. Re means to bring back to something. Renew. He didn't say have a new mind. He said renew, which means you need to go back to the spiritual. We're getting you back to the spiritual. When Adam was placed here, he said he blessed them. He gave them divine favor and grace. When Adam sinned and fell, law. Now that Jesus came and we have been redeemed, we're no longer under the law because the law was given to natural men who didn't understand the spirit. So now we expect it to be spiritual. But the problem is, is that we've went through our entire life of being natural. We're not like Adam. Adam arrived holy. <laughs> Adam came holy. He arrived on earth holy. He had to go from holiness to sin. We have to go from sin to holiness. That's why we need grace. This is why we need grace. Christ, spiritual. Adam, natural. Christ, spiritual. The first Adam. Fallen Adam. Restored Adam. We're in a period of restoration now. Plan A. Plan A didn't work. Plan B. Plan B is to do what? Take us back to plan A. That's why he said, I predestined y'all to conform to the image of my son. When did he do that? Before the foundation of the world, before he said, let there be light. He predetermined that we will all be children of God. Every Muslim, every Wiccan, every Buddhist, every Hindu. <laughs> they were all predestined to conform to the image of his son so that his son would be the firstborn of many brethren. So spiritual, natural, spiritual, because it's about relationship. It's not about religion. We got caught up in relationship because we went back to the natural. <laughs> we went back to the Old Testament. We started to glean. <laughs> we tried to get our orders, our instructions from the Old Testament. We need to be developed right now. Okay, why? Because the spiritual is back. Like I told you guys last week, we are in a redemptive state, which means that everything we do, we're standing at the tree of life. We stand looking at those two trees. And it makes, uh, look, it matters which one you choose. When you open your mouth, it matters. Your actions, it matters. Your reaction, you it matters. 
But even more than that, watch this. Your thought life. And since we're back in the redemptive state, we expect it to dominate. But this is the thing. We have to grow up now, Serena, to dominate. (laughs) We have to go from infants to mature children before we can dominate. And this is the issue with the church. We think as soon as we come in, we just going to dominate. We going to rule. We going to know. You don't even know him. You don't even know his ways. That's why I told you. You can tell when it's religion. The end results will always be this. Let's get them to heaven. If you sin, you're not going to make it. Which does this. It furthers makes it further makes orphans. It further makes orphans. Because if I don't know, if he adopted me, and then I got to work my way into his household. And then the thing about this, I don't know if I made it till I die. That's frustration. <laughs> That's frustration. He didn't come with an if plan. He came with a plan to say, if you are my child, it don't matter if you, if, 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 if you don't got all your, your, uh, uh, T's crossed and your I's dotted. You are my child. It is my job now to raise you. That's why when Paul came, Paul said, you were predestined to adoption. We have been given the spirit of adoption, whereby now we can cry, Abba Father, or well, why now? And this is the other part about it. As I close, <laughs> why is it that <sighs> I'm gonna take a break right in the middle of the teaching? <sighs> Why is it that when Paul went to teach the Gentiles, he didn't introduce them to Jehovah Jireh? <laughs> Look at the camera. Why? No, stop. <laughs> Why didn't he introduce them to Jehovah Nisi? To Jehovah Rapha? To Adonai? To Elohim. Why Paul didn't introduce him to none of that? Spiritual, natural, spiritual. Paul wasn't operating in the natural. You are no longer under the law, but you are now under grace. Spiritual, natural, spiritual. He didn't introduce him to all that. No, Jehovah Jireh is not your provider. I hate to say it. Songs sound wonderful. But your father is your provider. The reason they needed Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, because they didn't have a father. When you don't have a father, you got to supplement it. You got to find it any way you can get it. But when you have a father, you can go to one place. Paul said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He didn't say Adonai will supply it. He didn't say cry Adonai. He didn't say cry Jesus. He didn't say cry Jehovah. He said cry Abba, Father. His agenda. 
like I told you, anytime you're dealing with religion, this is how you know. When they hit a wall and they ain't got nothing else to teach, they start talking about getting you to heaven. Let's get ready for heaven. Don't make no mistake of what's going to happen when you get to heaven. You know what that means? Religion. Or, I got it written down. They go to Jesus coming back soon. Hurry up. Get right. Well, hold on. If you got to hurry up and get right because he's coming back, then that's proof you haven't been a child. Because no child is threatened that their father and their mother are not going to want them. <laughs> if it was, my kids would be scared right now. They're going to get kicked out of the house. I'm not going to kick you out, Kira. I love you, baby. <laughs> and the last thing, because, because, look, like I told you, if, if our mistakes make him not want us, then what is this saying, Manushka, that your kids' mistakes can allow you not to want them? I told you, I blame the church for what's going on in people's marriages. Soon as the wife not listen, he, they, the husband want to get rid of them. Why? Because we were taught in the church that as soon as we didn't listen, God wanted to get rid of us. He gonna send us to hell for lying. You told a lie. We had a, oh, okay. We had a leader <laughs> that if you told a lie, it could be a joke. They would bring the scripture up in Revelations. All liars got their place in the lake of fire. They burned with brimstone. It was a joke. <laughs> but this is what religion does. It takes the personal relationship out of it and it makes it impersonal. I asked, I asked a pastor, what do you think is more important to God? His children or his kingdom? His kingdom? So the way you identify religion is one, they trying to get you to heaven, but Jesus ain't trying to get you to heaven. Jesus trying to get you to bring heaven to earth. Two, is they always tell you Jesus on his way back because we ran out of stuff to teach and we ain't thinking about developing you. We don't care about you being an orphan. We don't care about the things you went through in your life. We can care less about that. But the last one is this. They start to attack the next wave. They start to attack the next wave. So they start to attack the apostles and the prophets that's, that's reforming the church. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your truth, Father. We thank you for your guidance, Father. We thank you for your love, Father. We thank you, Father, that we are redeemed of you, Father, chosen of you, O oh, Father, that you have birthed us back into your family, Father. Father, we ask right now, Father, that this word will resonate in the souls of your children, O oh, Father, in their minds, in their hearts, O oh, Father. We pray right now, Abba, that it will become an appetite, Father. We pray right now, O oh, Father, that it will be the very word that strengthens them, Father, that guides them, that leads them, that instructs them, Father. We pray right now, Father, that our agenda, our will will become your agenda and your will. Father, right now we ask you for help. Holy Spirit, help us. 
advocate for us, counsel us, teach us, lead us, guide us, instruct us into the ways of our heavenly